Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back to the Circus Sportsbook. Matt Humans, Scott Spritzer, and Scott Kellen in studio with us for the first time this season. Uh, Sugar Daddy, great to see you. <laughs> hey, good to be back, guys. We got two Scots here, so I'm going to use your nickname here in the first hour. Now, uh, what have you been up to this summer? You're an NFL handicapping specialist. Yep. And you were on with us a couple weeks ago on the phone, but first time here in the circuit studio. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, did a lot of work uh, on the off season. Uh, a little bit of a new model with a player rating model and whatnot. That's you know tested out pretty well. So. It's going to give me more volume this year as well, which, you know, I haven't had as much volume in the NFL, so I'm pretty excited about that, and we'll see where it takes us. How's it working out so far through two weeks? Uh, we're about 500. Good week first week, not as good as week uh, last week. So, Scott Kellen, for those who don't know about you, follow him on Twitter at NFL, and uh, you're a former contest champion in Las Vegas. Yes. A little bit of background on uh, your handicapping approach and uh, some of the contests you've won here uh we won the uh boy it was the canter uh, at one point right and then moved over to the golden nugget won that uh, a few years later um i'm a situational handicapper but i've also tried to incorporate like i was saying that kind of the the player rating model um which for me just made it easier to make adjustments uh you know for example if you're looking at kansas city and mahomes is out four games and you're using stats and whatnot you got to start taking some of those games out that he didn't play and it was just harder for me to make numbers where if I can just insert, a, like, Herbert's a perfect example. I can insert Chase Daniel this week. It's very easy for me to make a number, and I I just think that's going to work better for me to make quicker decisions, jump on games earlier in the week, uh, you know, and take advantage of those lines as well. 
All right, Scott Spreitzer, Scott Kellen here, and uh, we're going to run down the entire NFL card in this hour with uh, Scott Kellen. We might skip two games that you don't have uh, an opinion on, but we're going to start at the top of the rotation right now. 461, 462, Ravens and Patriots. And Scott and I, a little bit split on this one, talking about Spreitzer. And this number opened three this week. It was hanging out there for a while. Now it's basically two and a half across the board. Total of 44. And the Patriots, home dogs, and the Ravens, hot with the public. Yeah, I played this game over the total, Matt. Um, I played the Ravens under the first week I was on with you guys. Uh, that was a pretty easy winner. Played them over last week. That was an easy winner. This one I think will be a little bit tougher just because of the style that New England plays. But my numbers are supporting the over. Both these teams, um, just from in terms of allowing pressure, I've been top 10 in that regard. Um, and Lamar Jackson, number one in the league this year right now. We're two weeks in. Who knows what that means? But uh, in uh, uh, air yards intended down the field, 11.7. And surprisingly, um, Mac Jones, I think, is seventh. So he's he's throwing the ball down the field a little bit as well. Um, you know, we'll see with New England. They don't They don't play that kind of style that – Leads to a lot of points, but Baltimore does. I like what they're doing. Um, we'll see, you know, who plays in the secondary. They got a couple guys questionable. They obviously got burned pretty bad last week. We'll see if New England can take care of that a little bit. Uh, Jacoby Myers, questionable. Definitely would like to see him playing, but uh, I play this at 42 and a half. I would play it up to 44, maybe even 44 and a half, but there's 44s out there. That's a key number. So if you like it, you should grab that. But uh, I like the over. I made Baltimore a half-point favorite in this, so there's some value in New England here, but uh, I have not played the side. Do you even, Do you even? are you bothered at all, or do you care? Or do you maybe, you know, if you got a game that's maybe or a side that's on the cusp of being a play and you hear the overwhelming support at the counter in tickets for one side, but yet the money's coming the other way, does that, does that ever enter your thinking? Like, we were talking about that earlier, yeah. and I try to get my stuff done to where I don't let that stuff bother me because then I become paralyzed in a Leo paralysis by analysis type of thing. And I found over the last decade, it's a lot better to just get my stuff done, not worry about that. Well, I always say, you know, like the lights are not as bright as they are in the casinos uh, because the casinos and the sports books lose those, right? Sure. But here's the reality, though. I think, too, if, if you know, if there's three games where 90% of the public or whoever you want to uh, phrase it as is on a side, a lot of times there's money line parlays. And, and sure. a sports book just needs like one of those games to go bad, right? Yeah. Or a teaser or something. And, and they can kind of get out of all that. So... You know, it sometimes it makes me feel a little bit better just kind of thinking it that way as well. Even if I'm on a side that's heavily populated, I mean, look, if you're playing numbers and you got a model, they are what they are, right. and you know, stick to it's them. not always easy to do that, but oh. I think you should. Right? It's tough. It's tough to yeah. stick to them. Buffalo and Miami, the next game on the board, Bills laying five and a half total, right around fifty-three. And Scott, you mentioned that you're. I'm a situational guy too in the NFL, yeah. NFL, NBA, pro sports, most pro sports. I'm a, I'm a situational guy more than anything else. But you also mentioned that you factor in player ratings, so. Mm -hmm. When you look at what Buffalo has lost this week on the defensive side of the football, how much does that drop their rating for you, the players that they're going to be missing, as opposed to the guys that are going to be filling in now? So I don't I don't remember what it was uh, before I took those four mm -hmm. guys out, essentially. And remember, too, Tredavious White's out, too, sure. right? So you got, you got cluster injuries Absolutely. back there. And Jordan Poyer, questionable, right? So we'll see what happens there. Um, but after, you, after I've taken all that out, uh, I've got uh, Buffalo a four-point favorite right okay. now. About 52 and a half points. Uh, speaking situationally, Buffalo's come off two enormous games here uh, where they've scored 31 or more in both games. They've allowed 13 or less in both games. We go all the way back to 1983. Were you alive in 83, Matt? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Scots uh, were. Yeah. Go. I, was, I was already drinking beer in junior high. Eight years I old. was too. The drinking yeah. age was eighteen, actually, in Wisconsin. So Harley cards. Um, but it, matter of fact, March fifth, nineteen eighty-three. My only DWI, by the way. But uh, oh, wow. anyway, uh, thirty-four, ten, and one going against teams that have scored thirty-one or more in two weeks in a row and allowed thirteen or less, which is Buffalo. Mm. Obviously, they start to get overvalued and whatnot. So I have not bet this game personally. Uh, but I do show a little bit of value with Buffalo, um, and you got the situational side uh, in its uh, in its favor as well, or with Miami. Sorry, right. gotcha. yeah. All right. So, do you have a play on this game? I did not play it. Okay. Uh, I think you know in one of the contests I actually played it, um, but I did, I have not played it personally. Scott and I both played the Dolphins in the contest, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. We're both on the uh, the home dog in the divisional game right there, the, the Miami Dolphins, and a lot. For oh me, no, no, wait, what, what am I saying? I mean, you got you almost convinced me to jump on my other side here. I actually am looking at the Ravens and the no, I got the Dolphins. What am I talking yeah. about here? Just he was he mentioned DUI and it just threw me <laughs> off. You know, it's like sorry, <laughs> take a breathalyzer test right now. <laughs> Too much information, Scott. Exactly. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, but the uh, I like the divisional dog angle. You know, when you're and that's something I played. I'm a situational handicapper too in the NFL and. Uh, the Dolphins fit some angles here, but then when you start talking about Buffalo being down four defensive starters too, and the matchups in the secondary certainly favor the Miami offense here. And the whole cluster yeah. thing, right? Like yeah. you can use player ratings and say, okay, well, that's a four-point favor, but that cluster effect could be even more than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, I don't know what to think about Miami yet. They were down 35-14 last week, right? right? And if that game ends that way, what are we saying about them today, right? Mm-hmm. So I still need to see a little bit more, but – I like the offensive system that they've got in there. I think that's a quarterback-friendly system. And if Tua's ever going to be able to thrive, it's in a system like that yeah. in my mind. Okay, let's move on. Third game from the top of the rotation, Bengals and Jets. And as I uh, said on previously on the show, the Super Bowl hangover has become a headache now for the Bengals. Yeah. And Joe Burrow's been sacked 13 times behind that supposedly improved offensive line. The number's up to six. Scott, I think you played this early in the week. Uh, you sent out this play in the Bengals, so you were ahead of the, a little bit of a line move here. Bengals minus six, total of 45 right here at the Circus Sportsbook. Yeah, total's about where I make it. I did play Cincinnati. I played them last week, too, and obviously uh, got burned in that. They could easily be 2-0, and although, let's face it, if they were 2-0, and you'd say it's the luckiest 2-0 and in the world because they have barely, I don't even know if they've really been ahead in a game this year. Uh, so they have, and now, you know, flip that around, the Jets probably should be 0-2, um, you know, but Jets have played okay, right? But um, I'm on Cincinnati. My numbers support it here. Um, if I want to defend the fact that they've had 13 sacks, it it blows my mind that they've had 13 sacks with all the additions that they've made on the offensive right. line. I think some of this is on Burrow, though, too. I think mm-hmm. they're showing him different defenses. He's, you know, probably a little more confused, not making adjustments. Um, but, you know, they've gone up against T.J. Watt. They've gone up against Micah Parsons. Uh, the Jets, I think, are 22nd or so in the league in, in pressure and sack percentage. So maybe that gets a little bit easier uh, in that regard. Um, but And Cincinnati coming off a relatively large road favorite loss last week. They fall into a very good situation as well. So you got the situational piece of it. Plus, I think there's value here. I laid it with Cincinnati. I do a little thing with lines. The first three weeks I map out before the season begins, and I made Cincy 8.5 before the season began. So, you know, it's like you said, if they were 2-0 right now and got – Lucky, we'd be saying they could be 0-2 yep. rather than the other way around. So, But they're going up against the defense this week that gave up over 400 yards to Cleveland in Week 2. So I, I think Burrow gets it back. Let's talk about one more here before we take a timeout, and that's the uh, Saints at Carolina with New Orleans laying two and a half, Scott. Uh, the total on that one, 41. Which quarterback do you trust, Baker or Jameis Winston, who probably completed 
more passes to Buccaneer wearing a Buccaneer jersey wearing players last year, uh, last week than he did when he was actually with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, yeah, J- Jameis showed up last week, uh, and I had Carolina last week. Obviously, lost, and you know I'm watching that game, and Baker misses a, a you know a receiver that's wide open, and I think any team in the NFL can devise plays to get guys open. You scheme and you set it up. The difference though is the good teams actually execute when you set that up. And the bad teams, just they just failed to execute. Right. And Baker did that last week as well. So uh, I make this number basically where it's at. So it's no play for me. Uh, I will say early in the season, teams coming home off a road loss like Carolina, it's usually in this price range, is not a favorable situation. So that would lean a little bit towards New Orleans from that regard. But my numbers basically make this, uh, this game where it's at. Okay. No play for you. No play. On uh, Saints-Panthers. Hey, check out uh, VSIN's new podcast. We have several new podcasts, but VSIN has a new one to help you bet on pro football's biggest games. VSIN's Pro Football Betting Cod, uh, Podcast puts out three episodes each week to thoroughly cover every pro game, especially the uh, standalone games on Thursday nights and Monday nights. Host Danny Burke and VSIN analysts give their insights and on betting the numbers, totals, props, and everything else on Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Download and subscribe to the VSIM Pro Football Betting Con, uh, Podcast today, wherever you get your uh, podcast. We've also got a VSIM College Football Betting Podcast, uh, Daily Morning Bets, Beating the Book, and the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi. So a big podcast lineup if you want to go to vsin.com and check those out. Scott Spritzer, Scott Kellen. We're going to run down the entire rotation, NFL Week 3, four games into it. And uh, we'll be back here in a couple minutes on VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, horse racing fans, First Bet wants, you, wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head over to vcin.com slash horses to register at Santa Anita Park, October 6th through the 9th. Scott Spreitzer, Scott Kellen, Matt Humans here, NFL preview show from the Circa Studio on Saturday night, and uh, Scott, we're running down the entire rotation. We're at the fifth game on Sunday, Lions-Vikings. I don't think you have a strong opinion here, but give us your quick analysis with the Vikings' six-point home favorites off that Monday night loss at Philly. Yeah, I make uh, Minnesota six-and-a-half-point favorite, make the total 53, so kind of right where it's at, but it should be interesting. I have a hard time gauging Detroit here, but, geez, Lions averaging 7.2 yards a rush, Vikings giving up over five yards a rush. Um, I mean, there's some things in play here that could allow the Lions to cover this game, uh, obviously, and this team doesn't quit uh, offensively. They seem to be actually doing some things. I don't know how good they are defensively, but uh, my numbers kind of landed where, where the line is, so no play for me. I'll just sit back and watch it and, and observe. Interesting game. If the Colts are going to save their season, they gotta they got to do it this week. They're getting five and a half at home to Kansas City. Uh, total around 50 and a half. Listen, I played against KC last week, one against the spread, but this is one of those deals where we're like, oh, KC's, KC's record is this. Uh, they could very well be one and one, though, if not for a 90-yard uh, pick six against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. What are your thoughts on this with the Colts now getting five and a half at home? Off to the tough start. Uh, I'm on the over in the game, and I'm on the Colts. There's probably not a whole lot I can tell you here that's going to make anyone say, geez, I, I need to get on the Colts here. I think they've lost... 10 straight games at home as a home underdog. Uh, so they're certainly not doing it there. Uh, you know, they moved the ball against Houston week one. They kind of screwed some things up. Couldn't finish, obviously. Last week, a bunch of injuries. Obviously, Pittman out. They just got caught in the wrong place. They've lost eight games there. Jacksonville's improved. Uh, I mean, the Colts have not been good. But having said all that, I think the opening number on this thing, the look ahead was minus three. Mm-hmm. So now we jump up two and a half, three points. 
it seems like a little bit of an exaggeration for me. Um, I show a little bit of value on Indy. Uh, so I am on Indy in this game. They also qualify in a really good situation coming out of sh- off of a shutoff lo- shutout loss that's been very good uh, over time. So I like that. Uh, as far as the total, I made this total closer to like 55. We're going to need Indy to do some stuff offensively here. But I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Uh, Mahomes uh, on the road as a road favorite. They're 12-2 and two to the over when they're playing an above-average uh, offense. I don't know if the Colts are above-average offense. We're going to find out that. Uh, but also just as a road favorite, Kansas City's scoring well over 30 points uh, under the uh, Mahomes era as well. They're going to put points up. Um, it's really just a question, can the Colts get their offense going? This is a do-or-die situation. They should be focused in this game. Uh, I'm going to take a shot with the over and the Colts. All right, I'm going to argue it's not a do-or-die situation. You don't think so? No, well, they're 0-1-1, but yep. they're in the worst division in football. Yes. And that's why you still have hope, even if, if you dropped 0-2-1. Yes. you got to deal with the Titans, the Jaguars, and the Texans. Yes. <laughs> Jaguars are looking pretty good right now. <laughs> I mean, the Jaguars look okay, but they're not going to run away no, with the division. No, they're not going to run away with it. I agree with that. I, I already I told Matt earlier, I've got the Colts too. I'm with you, Scott. So it's the double Scots that are on the Colts this yeah. week. But I already told Matt, there's a little bit of comfort knowing that if I do lose, if Indy loses this game and doesn't cover the point spread, I'd like to see them cover and not win outright for yeah. this reason, mm-hmm. because then we get Indy at 0-2-1 at home next week against Tennessee, yeah. which I think is a great spot if they're 0-2-1. But again, the number one thing is cover that five-and-a-half point spread first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing, every time I think about the Colts, I think of them as being 0-2, right? Because sure. yeah. they just disappointed so badly. Right. Well, they're down 20-3 to in the fourth quarter against the Texans and yeah. rallied for the tie. And when they cut kicker Rodrigo Blankenship, you thought all their problems were solved. But not the case. <laughs> okay, Scott mentioned the Tennessee Titans, so let's go there next. Raiders, Titans, Raiders two-point road favorites, total of 45 and a half. And uh, I tell you, you watch Derrick Henry right now, and um, he doesn't have much explosiveness. And part of it has to do with that offensive line, but also the fact that the Titans don't have that big play receiver to stretch the field. They don't have a guy like A.J. Brown. They just don't have many downfield threats, and right now you can put eight, nine guys in the box. Yep. And uh, Henry, 3.1 yards per carry. 34 carries, 107 yards. Uh, Scott, but break this game down in the way you handicap Raiders-Titans and the Raiders off that ridiculous loss to the Cardinals last week. So first of all, I got both these teams under the season win, so if they want to go ahead and tie this week, that would be absolutely <laughs> fine. I'll be rooting for that. Um Man, the Raiders dead last in the league in generating sacks after such a good year last year. They're 24th in generating pressure. So they're not getting pressure. Tennessee's actually getting pressure, even though they lost Harold Landry. So, you know, that could work in their favor a little bit. But like you said, Matt, they're averaging 3.3 yards a rush. Uh, the Raiders only given up 3.7. So if if that's where Tennessee wants to attack, which usually it is, it, we'll, we'll see how that works for them. Um, yeah, Taylor Lewan gone. He's out for the year now, left mm-hmm. tackle. You know, a few years ago, they lost a right tackle, Jack Conklin. Last year, they lost Roger Saffold. So that line has just been kind of decimated gradually, and now it's completely gone. Uh, they lose A.J. Brown, like you said. Remember, they lost John U. Smith a couple years right. ago, uh, Corey Davis, right? So, you know, they've lost guys here. So, um, you know, with all that said, do I really want to lay points with the Raiders on the road? I don't know if I want to do that. Vrabel's 8-4 and four against the spread as a home dog, uh, but that's always when he's had horses. I just don't know if he has the horses. I'm really down on Tennessee. I made the number three and a half, so a little bit of value here with the Raiders, but I did not play the game. You really made the Raiders three and a half point favorites. Yeah. Wow. Tennessee's down. They, I was they're say, down. You really downgraded the Titans. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. 
Eagles and Washington, I wanted to throw there, Scott, uh, your way with the Eagles laying about six and a half here, total 47 and a half. There's such a load on offense. We were talking about, you know, our top five quarterbacks through the first two weeks of the NFL. And I had mentioned that I put Jalen Hurts right now, number five. Mm-hmm. Then you add in all these guys, you know, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Quez Watkins. You got Goddard, a tight end. We saw Hurts come out and throw a missile in one of the big plays last week. We saw him hitting, you know, Goddard with that pass, a 50-plus yarder to Watkins and and on and on. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, all right, if you just talk about the amount of weapons he has around him on that offense, you could even, I think, bump Hurts up to number three. Mm-hmm. As an individual, I got him fifth. Surrounded by these guys, number three. Can they get past Washington? I mean, you know, Matt and I put our reputations on the line a couple of weeks ago. We spent about 90% of the show talking about how great the Eagles were going to be this year. A little concerned with the defense. Your thoughts on this one? Uh, I love the Eagles, you know, just in general, right? And if you take away all quarterbacks on a team, this team's got a pretty good lineup. And and Jalen Hurts, if he plays like he played in that first half uh, last week, I mean, shoot, this team could be really, really good. Um, and now, you, now, now they're going to play Washington, who can't stop the run. Uh, I think Washington's given up about seven and a half yards of rush. Philly comes in, they can rush the ball. That's a little bit of a mismatch. I played the under in this game. I made the number closer to, I was trying to see what I got here, 45. So okay. I, uh, I would play it at 48 or higher. It's a little bit below that, obviously. I do have value on Washington. I just don't know if I want to play them. Um, and the one problem with Washington right now, um, they've got a lot of injuries on the defensive line. Not necessarily, you know, Chase Young courses out. Some of these other guys are, are really not starters necessarily, but you're starting to get into that depth on that team. Um, so I may end up playing Washington here yet. I am on the under. Um, what was the look headline? Do you know what the look headline was in this? I didn't write it down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering how much it got bumped up. But I have value with Washington. I don't know if I'll play it or not, and I did play the under in this game. I like Philly's defense. That's a great I, question. I'm showing three or three and a half as a look headline. Okay. Does that sound Big right difference. to you? So I, I don't remember yeah. what it was. That's a pretty big jump. Uh, you know, very much like Kansas City kind of, right? So PFF made them, by the way, Philly. As much as we've been praising Philly the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks on the show, now PFF came out this week after last week's game and, and said that this is, by their ratings, Philadelphia Eagles, the worst tackling defense in the entire NFL. That does worry me because they're getting away with it right now. And if they lose yes. a game and they get, like, say, unlucky and they lose a close game, some doubt starts to creep in a little bit. And then you got to worry about the fundamentals uh, coming back to haunt you. And I've seen that a couple of times with Philly, where they're they're letting guys get more yardage yep. than they should. Uh, the the original tackler is not making the tackle and having to rely on others to come over and help out. And we'll see what happens with Carson Wentz. They lead the league at Washington right now in big passing plays of 20 yards or more. Mm-hmm. They've got 10. So they're actually moving the ball offensively. Um, sure. You know, we'll see what happens with them defensively. But it's just, it's just always scary taking Washington. But there is value there, and... By tomorrow morning, I'll probably be on them. I would not be surprised. See, last week, a week ago at this time, I thought the Eagles were being a little bit uh, disrespected in the betting market by being less than three-point home favorites against the Vikings. And uh, right now, I think uh, they're being respected a little bit too much. It's um, the price of inflation here. Yes. <laughs> where the Eagles laying six and a half on the road, I'm not going to weigh those points. And, and here's the thing. Uh, in the NFL, it's not always who you play, but when you play them. Yeah. And... You know, before the Vikings even knew what hit them last week, they were out of that game, right? And they could go play five weeks from now, and the Vikings could be very right, competitive. Sure. So you have to kind of remember that. And like you said, Matt, I think that has overinflated them a little bit. Yeah. So Eagles going to be a big teaser play. My gosh, yes. we got to tease that down to half a point like crazy. So uh, I'd be a little bit nervous. I actually think the yeah. Eagles are going to have to sweat this one out if they win it. And um, 
It's a big Carson Wentz revenge game. I, hey, I flew in from Philly this morning. I was reading the Philly paper, and they said, it's just a matter of time before Carson shows Carson. So, you know, we'll see. All right, when we come back, Scott Spritzer is going to have a uh, pro tip that you're uh, going to want to write down. So stay tuned. Scott Spritzer, Scott Kellen here as we preview NFL Week 3. v the Sports Betting Network, back here in a couple minutes from the uh, Circus Sportsbook Studio. on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. NHL season is almost here. I've never seen Scott Kellen so excited. And our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN hockey season prep guide will be available soon with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil and uh, predictions for every team in the league. The guide is a must-have. Key insights, data for both avid hockey bettors and those who are casual fans or new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VSEN Hockey Season Prep Guide. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber at vsen.com slash subscribe. During the break, Scott Spritzer, Scott Kellen, we're having an uh, in-depth conversation about a pro tip, Scott, talking about recent bias in the betting market and uh, inflated prices and the Philadelphia Eagles, I think, are a prime example of that. And that's something you have to be aware of as a better. We've got a couple of those this week in the okay. Philly. Since we just talked about them, they're probably the best example. I mean, if you looked at what this line would have been, you know, before last week or before two weeks ago, you're talking about a field goal difference now. And you're on the road. And this team has been talked about, you know, just in a positive manner by everybody, not just us here uh, at VEASAN. And so you've got all – everybody's right now in love with the Philadelphia Eagles – you got the inflated line because of that. You've got a Washington team that has underwhelmed for as long as they have. But again, I throw this into the mix also when you're talking about playing a team when the value is no longer on them, uh, and that is look and see how this team has really done. Dig a little bit deeper. Don't just watch on TV. And when I mentioned PFF with Philly, they've got defensive issues. you know, And this is going to be a situation that could haunt them for at least a few more weeks, if not all season long. So you've got an inflated favorite who probably should be four instead of six and a half. If you look at power ratings, we know why they're favored the way they are. And then they've got some some situations on the defensive side of the football that they got to take care of before we can fully trust them. So just tend to stay away from those. I didn't play on Washington this week, guys, mm-hmm. but I did stay away from Philadelphia because of that. Same. Well said. That's uh, my same thoughts. Okay, uh, Scott Kellen, let's go to the next game on the rotation. I don't think uh, the public's too crazy about either of these teams, Texans and Bears. And uh, the Bears have moved up from two and a half to three-point favorites of most books in Vegas Today, total of uh, 39. What do you have on Houston, Chicago? Well, I got Chicago uh, rated as my second worst team in the league. Uh, not a real good team here. Um, you know, they lost. They, they beat San Francisco. I was on them against uh, San Francisco week one, but they're all gained 4.9 yards to play to 3.6. Not really competitive there. Not really competitive last week. Uh, right. Obviously, they could have made that game closer. I'm glad they didn't. I had Green Bay, but, um, you know, they haven't played real well. Matt, they're running the ball 70% of the time right now. Yeah. They, uh, If you count sacks, they they threw 19 passes, I think, week one, 14 last week. Um, <laughs> they have the uh, highest percentage sack percentage, although I guess if you're not throwing the ball, maybe it doesn't matter if you're getting sacked all the time. <laughs> uh, think about that. Um, but 
I just don't like this team at all. Uh, if I was going to play anything here uh, when it's two and a half, and I, I just can't find another team to do this with, I would tease Houston up to something over seven. Uh, you know, and obviously in the case of two and a half, you'd get up to eight and a half. Um, I'll throw some other games as we go through it that might be teasable if the lines move, but that's really the only way I'd play this. I do not want to lay Chicago, uh, and I certainly don't want to take just a couple points with Houston, but I feel pretty good uh, with a low total like this grabbing eight and a half if I could do it in a teaser and just find another team to do it with. I like the Houston offense better than Chicago's. I yes. mean, what's Fields? He's 15 mm-hmm. for 28 through two games. He hasn't even hit uh, 200 yards total passing in those two games, as you mentioned, the run of the football so much. Who's your who's your worst team right now? I mean, I, I have Chicago second to worst. I've got Seattle as the worst team in football right now. Uh, based on player ratings, and it might move up now just because a couple guys are coming back this week, but I actually had the Giants rated the oh, worst. Okay. Wow. So. All right. Yeah, the Giants rated the worst. Yep, the two and and0 Giants. Yes, the two and and0 Giants. Wow. Yes, okay. yes. That's something to mark down again. We were talking. About, we're going to get to the Monday night game in a bit, but uh, to have them as the worst team at two and and0, uh, I don't. I don't know that I've ever done that with a team before. No, I don't think that's so. two and and, and, and mm-hmm. keep in mind that's based on player ratings, based sure. on who's playing this week, essentially, right? Gotcha. Giants don't have any significant guys out that would change that, you know, drastically, sure. but. That'll be interesting because uh, if the Colts don't show up tomorrow, a lot of people are going to say the Colts look like the worst Absolutely. team in the league. We'll see if they do. Uh, how about the Jaguars and Chargers? Justin Herbert's status still in doubt. Looks like uh, the betting market believes he's not going to make the start, Scott. This line has crashed uh, from actually open nine at a couple spots, but basically seven down to three total down from uh, as high as 50. Uh, but I, I've, I saw it more around 46, 47, down to 42 and a half. So Jaguars, Chargers, and the Jaguars, the number one consensus play in the Circa Millions contest, no surprise, Shocking. at plus seven. Uh, yeah, I make Herbert about a six-point difference here. So, um, and it's not just Herbert now. It's Corey Lindsay. The center's probably going right. to be out, right? Um, Trey Pipkins, I don't know. He's a right tackle. He's not a great right tackle. But if he's out, you're down to Storm Norton, who is not a good right tackle. Um, and the Jags are putting pressure on, on people this year. Uh, you know, that, that front seven's not bad. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Last year, Jacksonville was minus 20 in net turnover, the um, worst in the league. And generally speaking, these teams reverse that the following year. Lo and behold, the Jags are plus five and lead the league in net turnovers, right? We'll see what happens, you know, the rest of the way. But I kind of like what they're doing. Um, with all those adjustments, I make this game on Pick'em right now. I have not played it yet. Kind of kicked myself for not, you know, grabbing the, uh, the higher number here. But um, the Chargers have played a tougher schedule. But both these teams right now, yards per player, are about the same from the line of scrimmage. We're two weeks in for whatever that means. But... Um, I kind of like Jacksonville here a little bit, uh, especially with all the injuries. I, I haven't played the game yet. I'm just going to throw this out there real quick and get your thoughts on this. You know, Justin Herbert, top five quarterback in the NFL. Uh, if Chase Daniel does go in this game, which it looks like he probably will, is he better suited to play behind a banged up offensive line than Herbert would have been? And you know, he's got a good tight end in in, in uh, Gerald Everett. He's got a good running back in Austin Eckler, and that they can, you know, read what the quarterback's going to do, cut on a dime, and be open. And again, Chase Daniel can move a little bit where Justin Herbert, you know, he can't. Yeah. And so it's a situation where I'm looking at that, and I'm just playing devil's advocate yep. right now. It's a situation where the offensive line has its injuries. It's a bit banged up. Sounds crazy to say this, but maybe Daniel is the better guy right now <laughs> for what they've got as far as injuries are concerned. Here, here's the only thing I'd say possibly not. Okay. They're going to defense that differently, right? right? Like that just, it just creates a completely different sure. defense where they're going to, they're going to force Daniel to do some stuff that they don't believe he can do. Now, if he does that, yeah, uh, whereas Herbert, you know, they're going to guard and, and they have to defend a lot more things. So right. 
from that standpoint. But you're right. He's we saw Herbert, right? He could have ran for that first. Yeah. I think it was a first down or whatever last cartilage, week, and yeah. he just yep. didn't, right? So, and, and I don't want to say that I think that Chase Daniels should be in a game over Justin Herbert if yeah. Herbert's, yeah, if yeah. Herbert's uh, healthy. But I just thought it was interesting that he might give them a little bit more of a dynamic to be able to overcome some of the injuries up front. Packers at Tampa Bay. Scott Kellen, uh, Tampa Bay, basically been about a one-point favorite, total 42. Uh, Sammy Watkins is out with the hamstring injury. Randall Cobb, Christian Watson, both questionable. Uh, Lazard's probable, but he's not yet 100%. What are your thoughts on the the big quarterback battle in this one between Rodgers and Brady? It sounds like Bakhtiari is going to play this week, too. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how how effective he is. The left tackle for Green Bay, which would be great. Uh, Man, there's a lot of injuries here. Uh, I made, with Bakhtiari in there now, I make Tampa Bay about a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I'm not playing the game, but I'm a Packer fan. I bleed green and gold, but... I still think this is a tough spot for them. That that Tampa Bay defense is really good. Sure. Um, you know, they keep talking about Green Bay's defense is going to be good. They played okay last week, although they gave up a ton of rushing yards, uh, you know, missing some stuff. I'm not playing it, but if I did anything, I'd have to play Tampa here. You know, um, still got Brady. They got some receivers. They don't, maybe they're top three, um, but I still think this is a better team than Green Bay. Donovan Smith, left tackle, looks like he'll be out. Josh Wells got hurt last week. They're right. down to a third left tackle yeah. there. That's not that's not great. Um, I'm not playing the game slightly in the Tampa Bay. Third best in uh, the NFL in yards per play allowed Tampa Bay. So Green Bay's got to overcome that with some bumps and bruises. The defense has been phenomenal so right. far. Yeah, the Tampa Bay defense has been uh, dominant, I would say, against uh, the Cowboys and the Saints so far. If you like the Packers, the time to bet it was early in the week when you could get plus three. Yep. And uh, right now it's plus one. I went ahead and passed on the Packers too, Scott. I just couldn't find enough reasons to get on the dog in this game. I think you look at the Buccaneers and all the injuries and say, well, that's a reason to get on the Packers. I don't just don't see enough positives with the Packers uh, to play them here on the road. Did you? I ended up using them in a contest. Yeah. They're not a straight bet or anything like that. And I was, wanted to. There I was, was close. I couldn't quite get there. Yeah, there was there was two other teams that almost replaced the Packers for me. And, and, and the more we talk about it, the deeper we get into the week, the more I keep thinking maybe I should not have put them on the card, but the bottom line is, is they fit a couple of situations that I liked. And, you know, again, with, with Tampa Bay, I mean, you got Mike Evans who's out, you got some bumps and bruises on that, on their offense also. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, this is one of those things we talk about not getting enamored with where the public might be. Mm-hmm. And I really did think that the public might be coming in on Tampa Bay this week because Green Bay looked great, but it was against Chicago and they looked pretty bad in week one. So we'll see, but they're on my card. They're not a, a, a standalone bet, but definitely on the Westgate and circuit card. All right, that's Scott Spreitzer, Scott Kellen. We have four more games to go through on the Week 3 card. We'll do that when we come back. If you're a college football better, VSIN has a new podcast. It's a must-listen. The VSIN College Football Betting Podcast releases three episodes every week to fully prepare you as a better. VSIN analyst Tim Murray, me, Adam Burke, and Jonathan Von Tobel react to lines as soon as they are released, cover midweek games, and discuss line movement. Give a betting breakdown for every major game on Saturdays. Download and subscribe to VSIN's College Football Betting Podcast today, wherever you get your podcast. Always go to vsin.com. We have all sorts of uh, great information up there. And also, you can get the Circa Friday Football Invitational Plays and Standings on our website. And also, follow on Twitter at VSIN Live. We'll come back here in a couple minutes from the Circa Sportsbook, VSIN, the Sports Betting Studio. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. 
What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism, fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all football related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big, cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players. With Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. All right, Scott Spritzer, Scott Callen, Matt Humans here in the Circus Sportsbook Studio for VSIN as we uh, break down the NFL Week Three card, and we have four games remaining. And uh, Scott Kellen, let's uh, move on to the next one: four eighty-three, four eighty-four, and that's Falcons and Seahawks. 
And uh, this looks like a coin flip game right now with Seattle minus one or pick them total of 42. I played Atlanta earlier in the week, Matt, in a teaser to get it up over uh, seven to seven and a half or maybe even eight, whatever the number was then. Played it with the Cowboys. We can talk about that in a little mm-hmm. bit. It's really the only way I would play this. But, you know, you go back to week one, Seattle beats Denver at home, but they got badly outplayed in that game. 6.8 yards of play to 5.2. couple fumbles at the goal line for Denver. You go to San Francisco last week, they were horrific. Um, you know, their only score was on a blocked field goal that they took back for a touchdown. Uh, obviously, Atlanta is not Denver or San Francisco. Seattle's at home where, you know, they have a little bit of an advantage. Um, but, you know, in terms of Atlanta, they're sixth best in the league in allowing fewest pressures. Mm-hmm. Seattle's like eighth worst in the league in putting pressure on. So I don't think they're really going to get the Mariota uh, much at all. And here's the other thing with Atlanta. Going back the last couple years, when they played teams who haven't made the playoffs, and I don't think Seattle's going to fit that uh, and make the playoffs, they're seven and two straight up, and their only losses are about one and three points. So when they're playing bad teams, Atlanta has actually been fairly competitive. It's against the better teams where they've struggled. And Mariota, 11th best in air yards per attempt at 8.2 yards. Geno Smith, dead last in the league at 5.2 yards, air yards per attempt. They're not getting the ball down the field. Uh, I would only play Atlanta in a teaser here if you can get it over the seven, seven and a half or higher, but I think that's the way to play this game. I've been looking for reasons every week to play against Seattle. I stayed away from game one, from them in game one, uh, but last week I went against them. This week I'm doing what you were talking about, teasing Atlanta up. Uh, Atlanta almost made my contest card. It was between them and Green Bay, and I kind of thought about another team in there in the mix. But I look at the Seattle team, besides the fact, as Matt knows, I'm not the biggest Geno Smith fan there is out there. I still don't think he can read pre-snap changes on defenses. And I would rather have Mariota, who, by the way, all of a sudden his legs are looking fresh. I mean, this guy's going out there and he's carrying the football when he has to when things start to break down in the passing game. And this Seattle offense, we know it stinks. And as far as the defense is concerned, how about 29th in passing yards allowed per play? So I'm with you on Atlanta here. Rams and Cardinals, another home divisional dog are the Arizona Cardinals. Rams laying three and a half, Scott, total 48 and a half. Uh, I played Arizona here. Plus, uh, actually, I think I got plus four, but I would play it at plus three and a half as well. Um, I'm not in love with Arizona, but I'm also not in love with the Rams. And you look at both these teams from a net yards per play offense versus defense. Mm-hmm. One's negative 1.5, one's negative 1.4. So they're, they're kind of similar teams from that standpoint. Yet Arizona is getting three and a half points now at home. Um, and I think, I think you know, the Rams have lost a little bit here. Obviously, Whitworth's gone. They've had some other injuries on the offensive line. They've had, you know, some other people leave on the defensive side. I just think I made this game basically uh, about a pick of maybe Arizona, maybe in a one-point favorite here. I just think there's value with the home dog. I don't really love Arizona. I don't love uh, Kingsbury, right. right? But I'm going to take a shot getting the points here at home and see if they can come in with under the number. What about Sean McVay and his dominance of uh, the Cardinals? Now, obviously, yeah. early last season, the Cardinals had a blowout win in L.A., and they got on the board. But I think McVay now is, what, 9-1 and one in his last 10 against Arizona. Yeah, he's, he's controlled them, no question about that. Beat him in the playoffs, obviously, last yep. year in Arizona. I worry about that a little bit. I, you know, I think this is a slightly different Rams team uh, versus, like, last year. Maybe not quite as good, but, uh, yeah, that, that enters into it, but... At the end of the day, based on you know what I've got, I still see value here with Arizona, so I'm gonna take my shot. With yeah, it's not not really a factor when I cap it, but I just noticed that uh, he's he's had he's a few them. problems with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you wonder too when you watch Kyler Murray in the second half last week, Scott. Are the are the Cardinals almost better off just cutting him loose and saying uh, go out and play backyard football? Just uh, 
make something happen, improvise. That's when he's at his best. He looked terrible in the first half last yeah. week. And then when he's running around just trying to make plays, playing backyard football in the second half, he looked great. He looked unstoppable. That's what makes him unique as a, uh, a smaller quarterback in the NFL. It's so tough for those defensive guys to chase him down. Yeah, and he doesn't even have his, his full wide receiving core yet, right. as we know. And mm-hmm. But I'm with you, man, because he doesn't have a guy like Hopkins, so let him run around. Right. Let, him, let him run parallel. Let him, if he has to... You know, drop the clutch and 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 run upfield, not just dancing around behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where you know, unfortunately, if he does get dinged up, that's that's just life in the NFL right. for his kind of game. But I think I don't think he can hold this guy in check. I really don't. I think you got to turn him loose, and we saw it as you mentioned in the second half last week. And Stafford's got some mistakes in him from time to time too. Absolutely, right? so, yep. well, he's got a high interception number here right. early in the season. All right, Russell Wilson has not looked good in the first couple of games. The Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett. Looks like the Broncos have hired another bozo when it comes to clock and game management as their head coach. Uh, the Niners, <laughs> one-and-a-half-point favorites with uh, Jimmy G at quarterback here. Total of 44, Scott. Niners and Broncos, pretty good Sunday night matchup. Yeah, I wish I, I would I would play the 49ers at a pick them here or even maybe plus one, I guess. Um, I missed it. Um, I show a little bit of value here with the 49ers. I don't know if Judy's going to play. I've heard conflicting things there. I don't know if Sertan's going to play uh, as well. Denver, so a couple losses there. We get Kittle back, uh, Garoppolo. Um, it's amazing. Your starter goes down and everyone's happy, right? So, uh, you know, and, in, and from my standpoint, the 49ers are just a much easier team to handicap with Garoppolo, of course. So uh, I like the 49ers in this game just from a value standpoint. Uh, I haven't played it yet. I did play it on some contest cards, I think, as well. Um, you know, Denver, they've dominated their two games. They just... Mm-hmm. A lot of mistakes, right? And um, I think Hackett hired someone to help him with game management now, so we'll see how that goes. But I like this 49ers team for the most part, um, and I think there's a little bit of value here, and I may end up playing them as a side as well before we're done. That's the shame of it all, is I had San Francisco last week, and when Lance went down, felt bad for Trey Lance, obviously. You're not rooting for an injury, but I thought I got a better chance now. I got a better chance with Jimmy G in this offense to cover this spread. Uh, they have, by the way, you mentioned the Denver offense. It hasn't been bad. No. They just haven't landed in the end zone at the end of drives. That's been their biggest issue thus far. And then, of course, we've got Monday Night Football. We already know who Scott Kellen believes is the worst team in the NFL. And they happen to have, <laughs> it's not the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they happen to have a 2 0 mark thus far. Dable is at least getting his players to buy into him. Yeah. They seem to like him quite a bit. Hey, Saquon Barkley was cool. I, I'm a Saquon Barkley fan. Mm-hmm. And to see him after last week's win, uh, talking with such a positive attitude and, you know, we're a different team this year. We got the right coach and on and on. Doesn't mean they're going to go out and win nine or 10 games, but the bottom line is it is cool to see a guy like Saquon Barkley happy. And so is Danny Dimes right now. Having said that, I'm with you here, man. I, I, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. I think the Giants are a little bit overvalued. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, they're 2-0, could be 0-2. Um, it's, a good, it's a new culture there, which obviously is good. And I like to see that. Um I think the biggest one here is Micah Parsons is questionable. He's had an illness, right. so I feel better about an illness and him playing than some kind of injury, um, you know, kind of like a Josh Jacobs. So hopefully sure. Parsons plays because that would change everything. But Giants here, uh, least explosive team in the league, two big pass plays of 20 yards or more uh, so far this year. So they they just don't aren't getting the ball down the field here at all. Uh, the Cowboys get Gallup back. Uh, that That's huge. Um, also, the Giants are allowing the eighth most big pass plays of 20 yards or more. Uh, so I think there's opportunities here for the Cowboys to, to get some plays down the field as well. Uh, and the Giants are giving up sacks as well. And, and we know, obviously, the Cowboys are very good at putting pressure on the quarterback. I just think at the line of scrimmage, I think this is a, a bit of a mismatch, uh, especially if Parsons plays. If Parsons doesn't play, all bets are off. 
Uh, and I make the Cowboys about a point favorite, so I think there's a little bit of value. I did play Atlanta uh, in a teaser earlier this week with the Cowboys, getting them both over the uh, 7 uh, to 7.5 or whatever it was. Um, I think there's value on the Cowboys here. A little bit of value on the over possibly in this game as well with such a low total. I don't think this is a crazy question to ask. Uh, do you guys think, is it possible Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the NFL right now? You know, I was listening to Sirius Radio mm-hmm. earlier this week, and they had Paul Alexander, who used to be an offensive line coach, and he said when, when guys rush, they either rush with something in mind, they're going to do that, or other guys, they're able to just react based on what the offensive lineman does, and he goes, Parson has the ladder, and you always want that guy with the ladder, right? Because uh-huh. he can adjust to anything, and he, he might be pretty damn good. Yeah, he's disruptive. Before I, most people would say it's Aaron Donald. I would, uh, yeah, I would, would agree with you. I would agree with Scott, though, because like, yeah. I, you see different things thrown at him, and he does. Oh, he adjusts, yeah. you know. And I didn't listen to that particular uh, podcast or radio show, but uh, every time I see him out there, no matter what teams try to do, within a couple of possessions, he's adjusted to it every single week. He can disrupt an offense so many different ways. I actually th- think he's more valuable than Aaron Donald. Sure. And the more I watch Michael Parsons, man, I'm just blown away by right. how talented the guy is. Scott Kellen. Follow him on Twitter at Six Cents NFL. Scott, what's the website? Uh, SixCentsSports.com. And uh, Scott has thorough write-ups on every game. If you want to get him, send him an email. And Scott, quick recap here in the last 20 seconds of your best bets. Uh, we've got Baltimore over the total of uh, 44. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just pulling them up here. Uh, <laughs> 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 Pressure's on. I'm on, the, I'm on the under in Philadelphia. I'm on uh, the Colts. I'm on the over in Kansas City. We got a teaser with Atlanta and Dallas. If you can get it over seven and a, over seven, basically, uh, and I think that's it, Matt. All right, that's Scott Kellen. Will Hill, Vsin analyst, joins us next with his best bets. Stay tuned. Check out the Vsin store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order. Hey Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.